Hello world, welcome to Black Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. Hopefully everyone is doing great tonight. It's like a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. I want to always pause on the day, like I can't remember what day we record, even though it's always the same usually for us. It's, um, I think what it is, is just like the, my routine always changes. It's like certain days I go to work like once a week, twice a week, then I'm up early, then I'm not up so early. So it's like always up and down. So I'm like trying to find a routine that will stick, but I haven't managed. And I'm not the person like get up at 7 a.m. every day just because it's like, why am I doing that nonsense? But, I do. Oh, you do. You get up. Hello, darling. You get up. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Hello. You get up at um, seven, a certain time. Now, I try to feel like I do, or I'll set my clock, but then I'll turn it off and just go back to sleep. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> if I have that kind of like leisurely ability. Um, but, you know, like not on the weekends. And that's the, the beauty of not having kids, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, yeah, sometimes I'm guilty. I feel guilty when I sleep in. Because I'm just like, girl, it's late. You know, good and well, you should be up. You're grown. And then I'm like, nah, because then I have kids and one day and then I'll never be able to do this again unless I'm on vacation. So exactly. take advantage now. Yeah. And then, too, I always think, unless I have, because I know people are like, they'll get up early and they're like, I need to get up early because I feel like the whole day's gone. And I'm like, well, what would you be doing? Like, what what would you be doing right. anyway with your time <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning? I mean, the list. You have a routine, like I know people get up to exercise or they get up to like run errands, but I'm like, even if you get up at 6 a.m. and you don't have any children, no stores are open. Nothing's open outside unless you're running to get coffee or something. It's just like, well, what are you doing? Are you doing things around the home? Maybe that's what you're doing? No, I'm literally reading stuff and looking on Instagram. Okay. I'm on Instagram. Yeah, I'm browsing Twitter. Mm-mm, nope, I'm legit just on social media. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 really weird. I don't feel bad. I mean, I think I mean, of course, during the week that I'm up, but um, on the weekends, I mean, Josh and I will stay up. Sometimes we do two in the morning. He likes to run all night. Like Josh will be up to like two, three, you know, later than that, and then we'll get up around like eleven or twelve. Like, what are we doing? And we'll say like we're we're gonna this weekend we have to go to like we have to still do some errands like IKEA and stuff because we moved, and uh, we're like let's just get up early. And Josh likes his late nights. How was the move? This is um, the third move. You guys this made? is the third move that we hold up. So, but the move was fine. The move was fine. I I don't know what it was about this one that I was more stressed than the other ones like packing up the stuff and then like we hired movers to move and then getting to the place and I'm packing. It was just, I don't know. I was just so stressed. I, I realized cause moving can be, you realize you pack all this stuff and you realize all this, all this extra stuff that you have. And mm. it, it just seemed that we kept having to go to the store. We went back to the U-Haul place to get boxes like three times. Cause we're like, okay, we, we started off with 10 boxes. We like, we just need 10. We packed 23 boxes. Yeah, I don't know what you thought. Ten boxes? Like, do you yeah. live in a one-room apartment? <laughs> Ten boxes would be, like, my clothes alone. Oh, my gosh. If that. Like, no. But I've also gotten, like, so bad that I just, I'll just throw my clothes in garbage bags. Like, I'm, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm that person. Because I'm like, well, they're soft. 
Mm-hmm. So if I throw them in bags, then it's just so much easier to pile and transport. Whereas yeah. boxes are rigid and they take up a lot of space. So I reserve boxes, you know, for like uh, kitchen things and stuff. Just the type of stuff that you can't really just throw in a bag. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the last time we moved together, we did. <laughs> we moved <laughs> together, brother. yeah. And I, I didn't do it before because I honestly felt like the bags, I couldn't fit as much clothing in there and things. And so I would have all of these, ba- all of two, so many bags. And I was like, okay, if I get boxes, I can roll things up and the boxes might be a little bit heavier, but at least they're more compact. And it seemed like it was easier for people to carry. Out. <laughs> oh, it was, well, I mean, it, it worked out, I think, well, I think if I would have done the garbage bags, I definitely would have had more stuff. And the movers can, and they move the majority of the stuff. Like I helped them like um, lift some stuff. I did a lot of, you know, lifting up the stairs and stuff just with some boxes and um, like unpacked like most of the stuff um, like that day, like within the next, within two days. Cause it was just, you know, you have boxes around and you're just like, for me, I'm like, I'm going to go crazy coming here every day. And it's just boxes. Yeah. You know how we're like, oh, mm-hmm. a, you can measure a real friend based on if they help you move. Uh-huh. Real friend is actually the one who just hires movers and doesn't ask you to help them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. A real friend. As we, um, you know, the election is less than, oh my God, seven days away it's now. Week, yeah, it's, it's a week from today. I mean, yeah. people obviously have been voting early. Yes. A lot yeah. of people have been voting early. We actually um, passed by a couple of lines and you could just tell uh, with a quick glance, like, oh, that must be an early voting center. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lines are crazy. <laughs> yeah, the lines are insane. The lines are crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're going to, we, um, Barclays, they have a line like every morning and it's around the corner. And I was like, I totally forgot it was the first day. What was the first? I forget when the first day of early voting was. But I'm looking out the window and I'm like, Josh, this line, it's like, is it a game? Or are, I knew it wasn't a game, but I'm like, are people buying tickets for a game that's are like a show or something that's happening in the future? They're letting, opening up arena soon? What is this? He's like, oh, no, it's voting. Totally forgot about it. And the, every morning, there have been uh, a lot of people outside. And they've mm. opened up like several places besides Barclays. There have been a couple of other big, but it wasn't the Javis Center. I feel like it was another big place in Manhattan they opened up for also for people to um, vote early. Oh, near um, near Madison Square Garden. Yes, yes, which is, yeah. yeah. I thought, which is insane. But yeah, like you said, the numbers, people have been showing up um, in, high, in record-breaking numbers to vote. And they said that they also feel like, um, not they feel like, they also have um, discovered that the voters are younger this time, I mean, as young as you could be is 18, but uh, <laughs> there are more younger voters who are showing up right now to vote this Interesting. election. Yeah. As, you know, we talked to uh, members of the Gen Z population yesterday, and mm-hmm. they both said they have a bunch of friends that are not voting because they feel like it's a lesser of two evil situation. So that's interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad. Yeah, I'm very, very glad. Yeah, especially in those states where it, you know, it does, not to say, I mean, your vote matters everywhere, but I mean, traditionally, you know, New York goes blue, you know, so it's just like there are certain states, swing states, that, you know, if younger people come out in record-breaking numbers or more people vote, then it could swing that state, it could turn it. So hopefully um, that happens. Yeah, North Carolina is like, 
just sort of up in the air. And I have so much family in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So and and people that I know. So I'm just hitting them up like, hey, y'all better not only just get out there, but pick some people up, take them with you, make sure they get to the polls. Like yeah. please, 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 um, get out there. Yeah, I, I just wonder, and it's important too, I should text, my cousins and I are all on a text string together and I should text them soon. I should say, I'll text them tonight or tomorrow be like, vote, because I mean, they're in Alabama and Alabama is not blue. So, and I wonder how they feel like living in a state where, you know, in a sense, their vote only goes so far. You know, they can get everyone they, they know probably to vote and it it won't make a difference. It not make a difference. Yeah. Either. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. I'm just yeah. hoping that it's, it's, listen, we got a week left and, uh, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens in that week. Did you see, um, they released the, well, the 60 minutes episode airs, um, with the interview with Leslie Stahl with Donald Trump when he walks out. Yes. I saw the the part right before he walked out, maybe like the mm-hmm. first the five minutes or so before he walked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still I'm again just not surprised, and mm-hmm. not, I don't understand why people are surprised. I get it because it's like you're a president, yeah, and there's no room for this sort of behavior mm-hmm. from a president. It's absurd. Yeah, that a president would behave this way, and in the history of our country, even people that we would consider the worst presidents of their time mm-hmm. didn't behave in this way. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like a, like a baby. It's like dealing with a, a child. Yeah. Um, but I'm just still not surprised. So yeah. it's funny to me that people are surprised. The thing that for me was the most interesting was that he was actually more polite about the walkout than I was expecting him to be. Yes, me too. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that wasn't as vicious. I thought it was going to be like, you know, knocked out, dragged down. And mm-hmm. then he was going to be like, you're nasty. You're a nasty dog. And then just like got up and walked out. Um, so it was actually a lot more tame yeah. mm-hmm. than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, it it was. It was. It was just, it, yeah, it, it, it was ridiculous. Because, I mean, I didn't see the whole interview. Like I said, I only saw that portion of it. But just the part, you know, what you're saying, like, everyone's like, he was like a baby when um, he, she said, he's like, well, you've been asking very, I forget what, what term he used, very controversial questions or something. Tough. Because I told you. Tough. Yeah. And she Dude, said, I he- told you I was going to ask tough questions. She's like, are you, he's like, well, you started the interview off with, are you going to, are you ready for tough questions? And I'm like, what, well, tough questions. What's this, this, that's what you, and then he's like, you, I don't see anyone. You did an interview with Joe Biden. And she's like, I didn't, did not do an interview with Joe Biden. He's like, <laughs> yeah. well, 60 Minutes did an interview with Joe Biden. And they asked, they, you know, he didn't get any difficult questions. And she was like, you're the president. <laughs> and it was just like. And the, I'm so glad she said that. Because as he was saying that, that was my response. I'm like, you're the president. Yes. If yes. you can't answer tough questions, something's wrong with you. Joe exactly. Biden's not the president. I don't have to ask him the things that I ask you. You exactly. have responsibility on your hands right now that nobody else does. Yes, you are the president of this country. It, it just... Yeah, it, it was it was really really insane. I mean, listen, it we're not. I'm not surprised. Exactly, it's it was just on uh, exactly. Your boy is consistent. He is very consistent. He is very <laughs> consistent. 
But oh, but I did. I liked how she, you know, when he walked out, she's like, "Be careful," you know, as, as he was like, <laughs> she tried to throw in a jab there with. I think it was um, the microphone or something on yeah, the light that he was walking by. I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh. But we'll listen. We'll see what happened. Did you watch any of the the last debate either? Uh, Between yeah, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of it here and there. You know, you change yeah. change back. Yeah, um, it was whatever. Yeah, you know, it was fine as debates go. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had a, I had a whole conversation with some friends about it this weekend mm-hmm. over the weekend, and um, one of the friends didn't agree that Biden got creamed in the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, you know, he did a great job and he held his and that kind of thing. And I was like, you think so? <laughs> um, I just feel like going into that first debate, you know, Biden had an agenda to get certain points out and to get certain policies out. And he he was not successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trump had an agenda to make sure Biden wasn't able to talk about the real issues. Yeah. And he succeeded in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I did. Yeah, so I was just like, no, Biden definitely lost that first one. Yeah, so it, was, it was nice to see him sort of um, <clears throat> redeem himself to some degree mm-hmm. in that in that second one because the first one was a complete shit show, and he just did not. Um, he 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 didn't recover well i think yeah from a lot of that like i said it was like watching a bunch of fourth graders yell at each other you smell no you smell yes uh, <laughs> it, it, it was so lame it was very frustrating. lame but it was frustrating because it was like these are two grown-ass men who's supposed to lead this country mm-hmm. like what are we doing here yeah and they couldn't even have yeah it was like you're not having a conversation a lot of things you were saying didn't make any not that it didn't make any sense it was just like who the fuck cares who cares about this like you guys yeah it was like a yeah it it really was it was quite embarrassing yeah and grown too but like old man it's just like y'all way too old for this y'all should definitely know better just on so many different levels but Mm -hmm. (sighs) what can you do what can you do you know um i guess you can just vote on next Tuesday or before. Yeah. Next Tuesday, vote vote early if you can Mm -hmm. and hope that we can just, you know, burn some sage around this goddamn country and get the evil out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really, really need to. And 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 um I know one of the things that I discovered as far as voting, because it's not as easy for a lot of people, you know, just not even with all the issues that they're doing with like voter suppression, which is still happening around the country. And then what was it like a couple of weeks ago when I think people were, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting which state. I think it was one of the Virginias <laughs> where their whole system went down, the voting system for people to like call. And it was just like, and then, and then they found out that apparently the line was cut or something like one of the they had to physically go somewhere because one of the now i'm forgetting the story i'm not even gonna go but they had an issue where the day it was like the deadline the last day and the whole system was down so they had to physically go and fix it and i'm like yeah of course of course this bullshit happens and um you know one of the another issue too which is happening across the country is that people who um suffer who dealt with domestic violence are also 
uh, at risk and also worried about how they're mm-hmm. going to go out and vote and be safe because in certain states, and one of them is New York, our voter um, registration information is becomes public knowledge when registration closes. So I'm pretty sure this doesn't include, and then anyone can request a copy of, well, it's public. So anyone can go and find it actually. And so that means that like your address, possibly your phone number, your name can be found. And then that means that certain um, people who are running away or in hiding from their abuser, they can show up to their polling place or, or something, anything like that. And or they can just find that address and then go find them later, you know? It's insane. It I'm really is insane. The things that we have to think about and consider uh, <laughs> in, in our orbit, you're just like, why though? Yeah. Why would anybody ever have to think about this thing? That means we live in a very ridiculous place. Yeah. We yeah. exist in a ridiculous space. Exactly. And, and and it's just, and I know like, you know, we talked a lot about like, you know, sort of responsibilities to your responsibilities of just us as regular citizens have like, we should just be, you know, as far as like information, you know, now we have to be so careful about what we read and vetting things and vetting the sources that we're getting our quote unquote news anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's not safe to just read new sources. And it's like, of course, as a citizen, you have to take on some responsibility. You can't trust everything that you hear and see and read. But at a certain point, it's like, no, you guys are actively lying to me or you guys are actively misleading me. Who was it? I don't know if it was you and I, we were discussing, I think you brought up that documentary on Netflix. I was, we were with someone, um, the, the social media experiment or something. We were talking and, about that on last week's episode of the podcast. Oh, we um, were? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. We absolutely were. Jack brought it up because oh we were talking about God. how we smart the algorithms are. Yes, yes. When until you find yourself down a rabbit hole okay. of this content and of this information. <laughs> well, well, girl, that's and it. I, and just I saw it. the documentary, so I understand the context of that. I'm I'm going to watch the documentary, but oh, I also forgot, like totally switch the topic. We could jump back again, but um, I know you used to love Saved by the Bell, right? Um, sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think I watched it. You watched it. You you talked about Kelly Kapowski dress. Yes. You, you love, you watched it more than I did. I know. Well, yeah, because I also grew up watching it on TV on Sunday morning. Yeah, you know, it I came grew up. Yeah, it came on Sunday morning. You know, I grew up in a in a in a, um, a showman shopper's house. Yeah, and yeah, we did not ever, not once, see a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> so on Sunday morning, child, we were glued to that TV, and oh, they would a couple of Sunday mornings. That is it. Well, you know that they did a reboot, right? The reboot is coming out soon. I don't know when. I did it's, not know that. Is it so, yeah. new people playing the characters, or no? Is it's it following the old characters now into their like fifties. Well, a little bit of both. It, well, no, no, no. Actually, not a little bit of both. That those are completely different things. But it is. Um, it's a reboot of the sense of its new characters, including some of the old ones. So, like Mark, Zach, and Kelly are married. So <laughs> they. Yeah, you should look it up. But him and they are married. His son goes to Bayside High, and um, Mario Lopez is a teacher there. And so, did him and Jesse get married? 
I don't know if they got, I heard, I think what I read is that they have a child. I don't know if they're still together. I think they're divorced, but they have a child and they both work at the school. She, I think she may be the principal now and he is the gym teacher maybe or something. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and uh, then it's all about these new crop of kids, of course, who are going to Bel Air, um, Bayside, I'm saying Bel Air, going to Bayside. So it looks, I saw the trailer like yesterday and it looks really, really bad. But bad. I don't know. It, I it mean, looks- it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> but also, too, I'm going to look it up right now. They've always kind of played um, like Jesse and Slater's character to the left. Ah, uh, yeah. If, if they make them divorced, I'm just like, I'm not watching it. Uh-huh. And then, mm-hmm. like, he's the gym teacher and she's the, the principal. Like, they've just never left Bayside. That's just lame. But yeah. they've been doing that to their characters for forever. They've always mm-hmm. been sort of the secondary characters to Zach and Kelly's story. Yeah. And allow Zach to be like governor of California and Kelly to be, I, I don't know what they're going to make her as his wife because on the show they just made her like a pretty cheerleader. But, mm-hmm. um, and then what's up with Lisa and Screech? Well, I don't think that, you know, oh yeah. In their real life, they both became a hot mess. Yeah. So, yeah. Are they on it? I don't think that they're on it. They might appear because I think Zach and, um, Zach and, um, What's the name? The Tiffany girl. Now I'm using their real names and their figure. Um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen and Mark Paul Gossler. They're just guest starring. They aren't a part of the official cast. Um, what's her face? Oh, so it's the kids. kids. Yeah, the kids. But um, but Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley are a part of the official cast. They are a part of the um, official cast. So the rest of them just will be guest starring. I guess. And then what happens to Mr. Bell, uh, Mr. Dang, what was the principal's name? Oh, Mr. Mr. Belding. Yeah. Belding, Belding. Yeah. Mr. Belding. Oh, no, they, she's not the principal. Uh, Jesse, um, Elizabeth Berkeley is not the principal. I don't know what she is, but she I saw in the preview, she seemed to always be in the school talking about the students. So I don't know what she is. She's probably like a guidance counselor. But Mario Lopez is a physical education <laughs> oh, teacher and coach. And Zach is the governor of California. And um, Kelly is just the first lady of California. That's all. Yeah. See? See? They play her to the left. Again, <laughs> she's just Zach's pretty, the, the pretty girl on Zach's arm. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The governor of California. I'm looking at this now. This is... Oh, man. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Glamour.com was talking about it. Oh. There are some jokes about how long ago the original show aired. At one point, Justin Bieber gets old. Oh, Justin Bieber gets called old. Sigh. Uh. <laughs> so I don't think anybody's super excited about what this is going to look like. Um, yeah. Except maybe, you know, the people on the show. Yeah. Um, but they, they are bringing Lisa back. She will guest star. Hey. She will guest star. Um, and um, at, like, I guess, um, Kelly and Zach, but Dustin, you know, Dustin Diamond, the Screech guy, he will not be, he wasn't asked to come back because I think they're right. producing the show. Kelly and Mario Lopez are producing the show, executive producers of the show. Oh, this comes out November 25th. Is that the day before Thanksgiving? I think so. I yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah. It's party day of the year. Yes, yes, um, but not this just, year. Right. Instead, <laughs> we'll be curling up with some popcorn and some beep, 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 go, bass <laughs> What was that? Okay, don't act like you did not watch the show, okay? What was that? What was... It was It was one of the cheers from the show. But Kelly was a cheerleader. Kelly, was it what the other girls cheerleaders too? I think Lisa was, Lisa and Kelly. Oh. Jesse, no, 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 no. Jesse was the smart girl. She wasn't going to be the cheerleader. She had curly hair. Oh. Uh, she looks amazing. She still looks good. I mean, she, she looks, looks great. She looks amazing. They, they all do for the most part. Yeah. Um, she, they all look really good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what y'all been drinking over there at Bayside? But um, she. So uh, oh, yeah. The classic. Yeah. The classic line. I do. I remember that line, that part. I remember. I'm trying to, I don't think I've ever watched a complete episode. Maybe I have. I'm sure I have. But like really paid attention to what was going on in the show. So you don't remember what happened in that episode, Stanley? What? I'm so excited. Not remembering the I'm so excited episode of Saved by the Bell is like not remembering the skeletons in the closet episode of Beverly Hills 90210. I don't even know that episode. See, I never watched that episode. We're officially done, Stanley. I cannot with you. I've never watched yeah. Beverly Hills. Melrose is my jam. Melrose Place is my jam, but I didn't get into 90210 that much. Uh, and our How could you now. not? It came on right before Melrose. It did. I think I tried to watch um, 90210, and I watched definitely a few episodes when Brenda was there, and I remember the last oh, episode that she Brenda left. years were the best. <laughs> uh, when Dylan's father got killed in that car, um, with the in the car bomb, uh huh. Oh, ooh, he was like a criminal or something. Yeah, he was. Or when Kelly's like, yeah, mother he was. went off the wagon. They found out she was doing drugs. Well, I love that you're talking. About. Well, hold up. Did how, babe, that nine hundred two one zero was on for like at least ten years, and Shannon Doherty, Brenda was only on that show for what three, four years, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, she wasn't on. I do know that she wasn't on there for that show. At least continued six or seven years after she left. I don't know how good. And then, too, they went to the college years. I always liked Brenda, but I mean, what, what am I trying to say? When I was watching it, I always enjoyed Brenda more than Kelly, but I don't know. Yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah. The Brenda years were the best, especially the the season when it was like Dylan had to choose between Brenda and Kelly. And I'm, I was so team Brenda. Hello, the brunette. Did he choose her? Um, what's that? Did he choose Brenda? Um, dang. Why don't I remember? <laughs> I feel like he chose Kelly. Oh, I, I just remember how they teased it. I remember it was like they were in a pool and he was like, it was always you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he chose Kelly because they were, that was by that time they were phasing Shannon Doherty off the show. Because it uh, was a whole controversy that she didn't get along with the cast. Yeah, um, it was nasty. nasty yeah. And, yeah, and that there was all kinds of issues. I think they, they, fixed all of that by now and that they made up in all of this years later but at the time it was a, yeah. it was a thing they but said that it was Shannon a physical Dorian's fight good. between they both admitted the actresses that there was a physical altercation between her both girls that they got into it um, physically Ooh, I mean, yeah and Shannon Doherty I mean she had the same thing happen with her on Charmed but Charmed yeah, yeah where she left and um, hey 
Well, she had a bit of a problem when yeah. she was younger. Good. I thought she was a good actress. I always enjoyed it. I thought she was a good actress. Oh, so good. Just yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but did you know, and now we're talking about, like, we just went off the rails. Because I, I remember you introduced me to that movie, Heathers, which I still have not seen all the way through. I've seen it when you watched it, but I have not sat and watched it all the way That's through. Classic right there, Kim. Did you know that they did a, a a reboot or something of Heather's? Did you know that where I, Shannon I, Doherty reprised her role re, of of whatever her name was on on the mm -hmm. show? And I was like, "Is this for real?" I thought it was like a spoof or something, but I'm pretty sure it was um, for real. Listen, here's my issue with all of this um, reboots and stuff. Uh -huh. If that's if reboot started in 2020 with COVID, I think I would be more okay with it because I would understand um, this lack of being able to produce just brand new stuff. Uh -huh. But this reboot mess started years ago, and it just feels like people have run out of ideas. Like creativity, <laughs> like that creativity has been so stifled that they are just digging back into the old crates because mm -hmm. they're not understanding how it doesn't transfer yeah. to like our times now. Mm -hmm. Like even the, the reboot, the Fuller House, oh, I yeah. need to watch it to know that I was not interested. <laughs> like, first of all, they took a peripheral character and tried to center her into the show, Kimmy Gibbler. I don't care yeah. about Kimmy Gibbler's life. <laughs> she was DJ's doofy freaking friend from next door. Like, yeah, who they called Gibbler. Gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't care about her life. I don't want to see a re a reboot about freaking <coughs> Gibbler. Excuse me. <laughs> a sip of water and I was... Okay, but Bonnie Jones. <laughs> Excuse me. Photo, did you ever see the, the fuller? Did you ever watch an episode? No, I didn't. I, I knew enough that I was good. Part of the charm of Full House was um that sort of three men and a baby mm -hmm. thing that they had going on. This like weird screwy story that the girl's mother's had, mother had died and he needed help. So he solicited the help of these two clueless men. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. it was the most absurd premise ever. So but that was part of the charm. Yeah. And Uncle Jesse's fine ass. Oh yeah, Uncle Jesse was so cute. Uncle so Jesse cute. Adorable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I was like, meh. It just doesn't um translate well. Like even for example, um, she's gotta have it. Spike Lee redoing his own show, uh, his uh -huh. own into a series. And that first season I thought was amazing. But yeah. I think part of the issue you run into sometimes with that is where do you go from here sort of mm -hmm. thing? Because you've already developed these characters, but now you have to create new stories for them. Yeah. You yeah. do a series. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people, the second season just felt really disjointed and really disconnected from the first season. But that was because the first season was based on the movie. Yeah, exactly. And they even repeated some of the lines verbatim, which mm -hmm. I thought was cool. Um, you know, they did the please, baby, 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 please. I <laughs> knows that part. Um, but then, then they had to take it somewhere else in season two, uh -huh. and people didn't like it, and people didn't enjoy it. So I was like, yeah, it doesn't always work. And yeah. I think with all these throwbacks and these reboots, 
I'm just I'm not here for them. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see people to save by the bell. When they did the college years, it was mm -hmm. bad. So like that that should have been an indicator for them that we didn't want it, these kids to get older and we did not want <laughs> we them don't want older. it. Yeah, we don't want to see them get older, which is why I guess they're centering the new one about around the kids. But yeah. In the reboot of like 90210, I was like, Oh yeah, man. that's right. <laughs> oh, and they did a reboot of Melrose Place too. They did a movie with a Melrose Place, which we didn't watch, and you know they're gonna. I think that they're doing trying to do a reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something, right? Oh, I heard it was gonna be a film. It was gonna be a movie. Ah, uh, but um, I don't think it's the original people. I don't know what it is, but well, I know you know everybody's asking too. Is there gonna be dark skin on it or light skin on it? Uh, so. Well, I, I did read something that they made up apparently right before this thing was announced, or right after it was announced. It was a picture of him with Aunt most Viv of the and cast. Will? Yes, the dog, the original Aunt Viv. Yeah, there was a picture so of. They gonna suss that out. They, but yeah, you know what they, what they should, what they're probably gonna do if they did do a reboot or something like that, they would probably keep the original Aunt Viv. What I think they should do, keep the original Aunt Viv, and if they had to have the second one, her just play another character. Her appear one time on screen as like the sister or the cousin or something. I don't know, but I feel like that. I wonder who they're gonna try to give the love to. I feel like they're gonna give the love to the the second uh, Aunt Viv. And then just have the original one appear in like a scene or two. That's what okay. I think. Can we bring something up? Because now that we're talking about it, we're talking about it. They completely changed the Aunt Viv character when yes. they introduced, when they brought this new Aunt Viv. And is it me? Or mm -hmm. did you feel like they changed her character because she was a, a fair skinned black woman? I don't know why they, I mean, even now that I think about it, I don't know why they changed, because she became much more... Docile. Um, Docile, yeah. She was, <laughs> I don't think she even had a job anymore, like, because the original Aunt Viv was a lawyer. No, what was she? She, she was a lawyer. sharp, she was an attorney. Yeah. Um, no, 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 or was she a professor? She was yeah, a maybe professor. a professor. Yeah. She was a maybe. professor, and she was sharp. Yeah. And the kids were afraid of her. She was clearly the authoritarian in their home. Mm -hmm. She was the one not to mess with. Sure, yeah. oh, you were scared of Uncle Viv, but it was Aunt Viv that you really did not want to piss off. Yeah. Aunt Viv would let you know. She would let you have it. And she would let you know where to go and how quickly to get there. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it was a new Aunt Viv. And she just had no personality, almost no identity. Yeah, it was so weird. It was so off putting, but I couldn't help, even as a child, being like, "Wait, well, when that they got a light skin version of Aunt Viv, she just she has nothing to give. She just had no spunk. She had no yeah. bite, no just nothing." And yeah. I was like, it, it, "Were they just playing into this idea that like dark skinned women are just you know um, snappy and bitchy and all this other stuff, and light skinned women are agreeable and it." Oh, child. <laughs> but what I did, well, maybe, and maybe some of that was in there. Maybe, but what I've read too, I, I, and maybe this is uh, what played into it, is that the original one, she said that she, it was her idea. She fought for Aunt Viv to have a bit more of a voice and to be more of uh, her own woman. If I'm not mistaken, I did, yeah, I did read that. So she was saying that it seemed like originally the role was probably written like the second Aunt Viv. And she came in and she was like, I want more of it infused with, I want her to be a stronger character. And they had, they did that. So then when she was gone, they didn't bother to 
do it to again. To keep it. Yeah, to keep it. Which, yeah, which was a disservice to the viewers because it was all, it was very clear that, okay, there's a new Aunt Viv, but also she was just like a background character. And she didn't, she just walked around the house and 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 did nothing. She said that she didn't even really have snappy lines. It was, uh, she was just not, she didn't have the same presence and not to take anything away from the actress, you know, who could have done that, who probably has done other things. I know she has. Mm-hmm. Cause she was married to her real husband and her husband in real life is the sister, sister dad. I do know that that was her husband, but she just, yeah, I would have been like, no, y'all need to give me something to do. Yeah. She was in her shadow and the show suffered because of that. Absolutely. They did it a disservice. And also too, again, um, like I said, was it feeding into, um, these terrible ideals of colorism and, and too, you know, not for nothing. We as kids are growing up and watching these shows. We needed these, we need well-rounded images of black women coming up. So just the fact that Aunt Viv, um, whether she was dark skin or light skin or in between Mm -hmm. or what have you, was a black woman who was a professor, you know, um, a fierce leader, a wife, a mother, um, just a, a matriarch. That was good to see. So yeah. when they kind of just dumbed down the character, it was just God. It it, it was a stab to the gut yeah. for black women to see that, um, to see this character just be kind of like put down. Yeah, um, and I mean like 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 put down like a dog. Put down. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then right, and then also to wonder to have to wonder too if it was tied to her complexion, if it was tied yeah. to the color of her skin. So. Yeah. Ugh, I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Y'all are really gonna have to like come through with the come through, and like mm-hmm. y'all got to make this up to us, and y'all have to y'all got some explaining to do. Yeah, <laughs> come back because after you know, to your point too, I just did a quick like look up of the character, and you know that came that happened in '93, the switch when they um, Daphne Maxwell Reed came on the show. So mm-hmm. the Cosby Show had already went off in like '92, I believe. So we didn't even have. I mean, as far as like. But, you know, I think people would say, who's your best, our all-time favorite television mother would be Claire Huxtable for a lot of Black people in our age group. So after that, probably secondary, I I don't know. Now I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but I think uh, the original Unviv would have been up there, especially if she would have continued on the show. Definitely. So then to take that away, especially after the Cosby show ended, it was like there was nothing. There was no one else who could fill that hole or even come close to, to doing that for us. Because Fresh Prince is also a huge show. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I'd be very interested to see, you know, what what this if Fresh Prince reboot. I don't know. Like, is, <laughs> is it going to be a... <laughs> I think it's... Because I'm just like, is it going to be a movie? Like, I'd be very interested to see what this ends up looking like for sure. I think what they said is it's based off of um, someone's, a, another actor or something who's who's not well known. He created uh, <clears throat> a sort of reboot. You know how people will reimagine things like online and or on Instagram or something. He just did it on his own. And so they liked it. So they are, um, they are recreating it. It's based on a fan film that they're, which I haven't seen. Um, yeah, I think it's probably like 10 minutes or so. So they're um, rebooting it based off of that. 
And they already got a two season order at Peacock, which is where um, Fresh was that show we were just talking about. Saved by the Bell is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's all I need to do? I just need to get up here and just just, just put my ish on Insta and just make it happen. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. and then this is different, apparently, from the reunion special. Um, which is which is going to have all of the cast members. So there is going to be a reunion special, and then there's also going to be this reboot, which is based off of the fan video. Next week, we are not on until Wednesday proper. Um, yeah. We won't be recording live at night on Tuesday because it's the damn election, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. We have to pick a president. Yeah. So, um, you know, just in the interest of that happening, it makes more sense to go ahead and just we will record on Wednesday. Um, so bear with us, folks. Our episode may not be out until Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president probably still won't even be picked by then. So, yeah, uh, oh my God. We shall see. But in the meantime, um, if you like this episode of Black Hipster, Make sure you subscribe, okay? Why are you being like that? Subscribe, 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 subscribe. I can mm-hmm. do this forever, every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> make sure you also rate us um, and be kind and rewind. Um, you can also email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Instagram at blackhipsterpodcast. You can follow me at the Shalwa Evans out here. Spread love and spread joy. So please feel free to slide up in my DMs. I may read <laughs> them however. Exactly. Um, where can they find you, hun? You can find me at Standard Wiggins on Instagram. <laughs> you pause. I, I, I was gonna say Spidrick W. Handle. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> See what happens when you change your handle to your name? Ugh, I know. It's so weird. Very um, weird. Yes. But in the meantime, I ran out of red wine, so I'm drinking whole garden. So I will be off drinking my whole garden, possibly posting um maybe a couple thirst trap shots. Um, just with messages about voting to try to get people to vote Um, (laughs) and just soaking up the very last little bits of sun oh don't forget to turn your clocks back this weekend too oh wow thank you for telling me that fall back this weekend is daylight saving so um, you know the uh, nighttime will start at 3 (laughs) o'clock so yes Stanley if you sleep till 9 o'clock the day really will have been over by the time. I know. It really will. <laughs> so God. Stanley, start waking up early. Um, we'll see you guys next week. All righty. Bye. Bye. Bye.